feature presentation. And welcome back to Couch Trip Cinema. I'm Saeed. And I'm John Rhodes. I, I don't have anything clever. I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, we're not doing anything original today whatsoever. <laughs> we're talking about a movie that we've been doing nothing but raving about for almost two years now. Fair nope. enough. Nope is both of our top film of 2022. Yeah, and to kind of follow up our best of 2023, we thought what better way than kind of discuss the film that inspired this podcast in a way. It, I think it 100% inspired it because like the whole reason we started doing this was I was home alone one evening. You were already off and I was kind of like, hey, what are you doing today? You had your evening clear. So I was like, fuck, you want to go see no Jordan Peele film? Yeah, sure. And we had seen movies together a few times. Uh, no Way Home, mm-hmm. uh, The Northmen, for just a couple. So I was like, yeah, all right, let's go try to see No. I got a free evening. And we spent the entire drive home, which is about an hour, mm-hmm. and then another 20 minutes in my driveway, just hyping and gushing about the fucking movie. Yeah. And it wasn't until after that I was like, that could have been a podcast, honestly. That was like, Sydney, and that's such a dumb cliche thing to even think or say. Like, I feel the cringe just saying that. But <laughs> it was like, I almost feel smarter understanding these elements and talking about them than I normally would. Right. And I appreciate that feeling and I want that feeling. And I, I guess I forgot to mention it with Godzilla Minus One. But I feel like it's so rare when there's a movie that makes me feel so strongly coming out of it that I'm almost taken aback and surprised. Like, the entire time of watching it, I'm thinking, like, this is a fucking incredible movie. There's not a lot of movies I do that for. And in recent memory, I can only think of two, Godzilla Minus One and Nope. Like, a movie where I've turned to who I'm next to in the film, and like, you fucking seen this. This right. is fucking great. And Nope was that movie for me back in 2022. Fucking incredible movie. I, It's just one of those very rare perfect movies yeah i I can't disagree with that um it was one of those ones that i wasn't super hyped for but i am a jordan peele fan right so it was like fuck yeah i'll go see him do his alien film thinking that it was your typical kind of alien film yeah and then we open with a chimpanzee slaughtering people on a set hard right turn immediately like oh okay and then straight to a cowboy ranch, and we watch an old man mysteriously die before us. And you're, the whole time you're just like, what the fuck is going on? You know, I can, I can even remember my thought process watching it. it Jordan Peele movies, is almost like a mystery element to them. And with that cold open at a, on a sound stage, and there's a monkey covered in blood who's clearly murdered people. My first thought process was like, all right, we got a monkey. This is a UFO alien movie. They're going to fucking punish that monkey by sending it to space. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> this is how we get our fucking like space monkeys and chimps. They have to kill a few people on a TV show, and then we send them to space. And had nothing to do with it, but that I was like, this is the only way these dots connect. I was literally just taking it in, and my mind was literally just reeling like, the fuck did any of that have to do with and we did spend like 20 minutes of this whole conversation we're mentioning 
trying to figure out that and you know now having seen the film multiple times i think i have a pretty good grasp on everything each time i watch this movie i find new layers to it Mm -hmm. like i'm almost understanding the film on a deeper level each time i watch it and i have this with jurassic park it's another one of those perfect movies to me where i'm just noticing a new detail that adds a whole new element to the story and with the whole gordy's home tv show thing each time i see i I think I understand what's going on, and I realize a whole new part of it. And this last time we watched it, I just watched it yesterday. The The thing I took away this time was this movie has this whole treatment of animals allegory going on. And I feel like that's kind of where it starts, and you're seeing what was missing from Gordy's home is the character of Otis. Honestly, Otis Jr. His character is what's missing from that set and why there's that disaster. You don't have that safety instructor instructor explaining how to work with animals like he and his family clearly have. Right. Um, I think that whole scene is to kind of tie into the wild nature of animals and how not everything can be tamed or broke. We, we have to respect predators. Mm-hmm. But also, on this most recent viewing, it clicked that... Um, Jupe never learned his lesson. That's and exactly that's kind of what thing. I was thinking. Yeah, because Jupe witnessed all of this mm-hmm. and then unknowingly enters into an exact same situation again, what, 30 years later? Yep, trying to capitalize on yeah. that animal itself. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't even think of it as like a pact, like OJ talks about. He thinks about it as something he can exploit and make money off of. Right. Just like those asshole producers and showrunners did with Gordy. Right. Uh, I I noticed that this time watching it when Jupe is giving M and OJ the tour of his, his little special Gordy's home room. When he finally talks about the incident, he doesn't actually talk about the incident. At he all. talks about the SNL bit and he's mm-hmm. talking about what a great actor Chris Kattan is playing Gordy and how he's just killing it and killing it and killing it. And what he's saying is true. Gordy was fucking killing it. But he just, he can't bring himself to relive that moment. No. As much as he capitalizes it, he talks about the Swedish couple, whatever it was, that spent 50K to stay in the room for a night. Like, that's nuts in itself. But he's always capitalized on it, clearly, Mm -hmm. on the incident and rode his way to success on that. And I know he, he describes the creature. I'm going to say it's a creature. Everybody thinks it's a ship until it's clearly not oh, a ship. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jean he, jacket. Yeah. When he is presenting it that we see it for the first time to the public, he's talking about it as a they, as in it is a ship with little green men yep. or whatever the fuck inside. But he clearly understands it's not. He knows it's a creature because he's feeding it OJ's horses that OJ's been selling him. I don't think he does. I, think I he honestly does. think he's that stupid that he actually believes it's aliens and they're just abducting these horses. I mean, it is an alien. But, well, I think he has to know. The fact that the horses just never come back in any way, shape, or form because he's very coy and quick to jump on M's suggestion about the whole Gordy's own thing in their first meeting when Otis starts kind of discussing the the opportunity oh, yeah, the to buy back. back his horses once he gets back on his feet. 
he's very quick to be like, oh, Gordy's home, right? Yeah. You want to talk about that and kill that whole conversation? Because he knows those fucking horses aren't coming back. Right. I agree with that. I don't read from his performance that he knows it's an actual creature. I, I truly believe that he thinks it is a craft of some sort. So, I, The only other reason I think why he doesn't is because the moment where in that, that scene where he's presenting it to the public, uh, he's understanding while watching all the people around him get abducted that he just kind of gives up. He's like, Oh yeah, oh we're all being yep. eaten. Like he just accepts it while everybody else is screaming and yelling because they don't know. He knows, and he knows how futile it is at that point. I I just took it as pure shock that how did this go wrong? You know, it was just tuberous. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could even just be genuine fear and shock, like it right. was in Gordy's home. Uh, this film to me really shows the genius of Jordan Peele. And I want to talk about that real quick because we're talking about Jean Jacket and a major part of our previous conversation was trying to figure this thing out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I watched a bunch of supplemental material on this and whatnot. And the fact that we got a lot of the references, like right. mine was jellyfish and like a lot of the deep sea creatures and how it seems to move through the sky more like it's swimming instead of like flying or something. And you brought up how it's like biblical. Yes. And, and those materials, he was studying jellyfish and a lot of marine animals and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And then they also wanted to tie in when it was like displaying how it kind of represents or looks like biblical representations of aliens Mm -hmm. and, I just think that's genius. But not only that for this amazing design, but the fact that he studies cinema so much and the fact that he worked in the whole thing with uh, Jupe's kids mm-hmm. and uh, how we get the, the fake out of aliens in the barn. Oh, with their costumes? Yeah. That's uh, from an obscure, I want to say 1988 film called the McPherson Tapes where yeah. it's possibly america's first found footage film mm-hmm. where they fake an alien abduction and tried to sell it off as real and like the costumes are almost exact the one alien like peeking around is almost a exact shot remake so the fact that the guy has studied cinema this much the fact that he goes into so much detail with this or even like uh, a side character angel mm-hmm. He met the actor, loved him so much, he rewrote the entire script to include him more and make it fit around that guy. Shows the genius of him. But not right. just that. The genius of like the filmmaking that he uses that you love about this so much. The cinematography? The cinematography. Voigt von Voitema, I think is how you say it? Yeah. His, his cinematographer. Sky Nolan usually uses. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, and this will tie in all together, Jordan Peele is the epitome of a writer-director. I think oh, 100%. he perfects it. And there's others, like Tarantino and Nolan. But I always think of Nolan as director first, or Tarantino as, as writer first. But Jordan Peele is writer-director Jordan Peele, because he understands exactly what he needs. Not to say that the others don't, but he's already figured out the shots in his head. He's already figured out how each layer of that intertwines. And my biggest point with all of that always is uh, the camera always keeps 
close and ground level with what their security cams or they can see throughout the first two acts of the film. It's not until we finally get real good glimpses of Jean Jacket in the end when they have the cinematographer on board with them to help them shoot it, that now suddenly we have these grand sweeping shots of the canyon and the and the valley and and Jean Jacket flying all the way here and there and sky shots. Well, you caught that right away and right. you brought that up to me. I paid close attention to it this time. And so do you see what I mean? This 100%. Like, the first two acts, everything's kept real close, in mm -hmm. frame. Like, you don't have big establishing shots. Everything is very tight and close. Mm -hmm. And it's not until um, the cinematographer cannot remember the character's name. I always forget it. But the it is on the ranch that we get that. Like, you mm -hmm. notice it because they're walking. The camera's kind of pulling back. It's showing more and more. As he is introduced as part of the story instead of just on set, it starts to expand and evolve. And it happens several times in the movie. It's not even just that. Right. Early in the film, it's always kept close on Otis and M. Mm -hmm. Just those two. And it's not until they get the security cams with Angel that, okay, now we're actually starting to see other shots where those could see things. Mm -hmm. Like now we have our, not necessarily like the grand sweeping shots later, but now we have like shots of the house. We have shots of the valley. Not anything grand or sweeping, but larger shots where we finally get to see jean jacket moving around a bit more yeah and much like that with the way he tells this story each of the characters kind of evolve it it's noticeable act per act mm -hmm. most noticeably to me is oj how in the first act he's very quiet head down eyes down hiding mm -hmm. it under his hat doesn't want to talk to anyone and then we see in the second act, he's talking to his sister and the angel's kind of there. So he has to interact with him. He's becoming a little bit more. And then by the time we're into the third act, he understands what's going on. He is confident knowing he is the person that can handle this. He has his hat off. He's not hiding anymore. Mm -hmm. He's up. He is confident. It's just But brilliant. I always feel like that plays in with the dynamic of what is happening and who he is as a character. And I noticed it a lot with the scene where Jean Jacket has bled all over the house and everything, and OJ understands that this is a creature, not some alien life forms right. in a ship. And that's when he starts treating it like a creature. So when he runs to Angel's van and tries to get them, he's not yelling, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. He's smacking his leg and clicking with his mouth, like, come on, come on, come on. Yeah. And smacking his leg, keeping his face down. He's treating it like it's an animal they're trying not to disturb while right. trying to get them. And that's when I feel like he blossoms into this I am the safety instructor on my set yeah. attitude. And there's two other points I wanted to mention before we call it. This leads right into it with the fact that uh, – fuck, I just totally blanked on it. <laughs> that bothers me now. <laughs> but my other point was the sound design is interesting. Like the horror I elements of sound design. It's now that we've been watching the Godzilla films most recently, the original Godzilla film uses these low horns and trumpets that kind of like signify creature horror films do this a lot. And this movie did almost the exact same thing a Godzilla film would do, where you have these brief glimpses and things, and it's just low horns, like quick things like, hey, hey, mm -hmm. hey, like just kind of amp your nerves up a little. And it's just a weird comparison they saw, like, oh shit, this is. Just like all of my creature horror films I've been watching recently. 
so it blends right in. I feel like that leads into Jordan Peele's cinematic sense, I guess. Like, he's seen these films. He's a fan of cinema. Yeah, and um, you talking about that, it, it just kind of reminds me that even in our original conversation, we had talked about, what do you classify this? And my last viewing solidified it. This is Jordan Peele's take on, like, 1950s sci-fi films. Uh, with mm-hmm. the aliens invading in the desert and stuff, because we got that so much in the fifties. I know you're not a fan of that shit, right. but I, I, I am. I don't know why they're junk, and I just, I appreciate. I can it. see the appeal. I, I get it. Um, but I truly think that's what this is to me. This is a sci-fi film, and it is spectacular. Like we barely talked about OJ's sister, but them, yeah. The fact that she ends up being our lead at the end. Yeah. And the fact that everything that's set up actually happens, like M doing the whole speech in the very beginning. That was the other point. M in that speech. Mm-hmm. Uh, when she's doing her speech, you know, and she goes, that's our great, 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 great grandfather. And Otis throws in the, you forgot a great, yo, there's another great in there. I realized why there's a reason for that. Why she forgot that great. She's just repeating. She's repeating her dad's. Yeah. But that's one great less for him. So she's just repeating his speech. Yeah. It's one more. And you can see that later in the film when she's watching and listening to his speech on their TV. Yep. She's trying to memorize it. It's not that she doesn't care about the job. Like it seems like at first, it just, she's got all these other ambitions as well that she's also thrown in there. Yeah. And those all pay off. Like she talks about, she's a motorcyclist. We mm-hmm. see that. Um, I, I love that these little things that are in all pay off. Like um, the uh, cinematographer talks about the shot you're looking for. You're going to end up on top of a hill and it'll be the death of you. Literally his death. In the yeah. Film. All because of his own hubris. Like love he it. almost, you see him taking a bunch of painkillers or mm-hmm. drugs of some sort, but he hits this level of ego and this, this level of ecstasy where he's enlightened and sees this as like, this is my masterpiece. If I give my life to the art and he gets the coolest shot of being abducted, but well, what he, happens to that film? It's fucked and it's gone. Well, I don't think it's mentioned, but for whatever reason, he always seems sickly to me. And the fact like that he's, he's terminal. Yeah. And the fact that he's popping pills and we see him going over old footage. Oh, trying like, to he's, find, like he his, knows he's dying yeah. soon. Yeah. That, that's what I took from it. And the fact that he sees that, you know, it's almost magic hour. Mm-hmm. That that spot where the light's just perfect and you get the golden rays, he just takes the out to get the perfect shot, and I think it's genius. It's very very old artist, mm-hmm. like uh, enlightened sense of sensibility. Yeah, it makes it a very interesting character. That character yeah. is such a uh, almost a wild card to the movie because does he play into the main story itself? Not really. Does he have a major impact on the film? Incredibly huge. Mm-hmm. And it's just interesting because that's not like, it doesn't take you out of it ever. It only adds to it. This movie is so well crafted. I go deeper each time I watch it. There's just something new, some new understanding that I yeah. never realized before. And I'm already excited to go watch it again. Yeah, TMZ showing up and he's got the mirror so it looks like he's looking. At oh, the, like, the he, like he's the ball for the horse. Mm-hmm. Like yep. that's what sets Jean Jacket off as soon as it sees it. I'm getting that shit. Yeah. Look at me, fucker. I, I love it. 
love uh, it. it. It's a masterpiece. Is the only way of putting it. I think you sent me that podcast. I don't know the group off the big picture or something. Oh yeah, yeah. where they discussed in that the TMZ aspect and how that is very TMZ behavior yeah. of you don't get the shot, you don't get paid, you don't. Mm-hmm. So that is a lifestyle. You get that or you die. Yeah, and that character treats it like that, like. Oh, he's laying on the ground with his leg twisted wrong. Why are wrong you filming thing. this? Exactly. Why are you shooting? Why are you taking a picture? Why are you doing this, this, that? Where's and like camera? an alien's coming up. You can see the reflection of it in his helmet, so he sees it. And it's still and The only shot thing first. he is saying until the horror sets in is, where is my camera? Where is my camera? Mm-hmm. Once he realizes he's going to die, he's just screaming. But up to mm-hmm. that point, he's screaming for his camera. Yeah. Because that, that also, camera equals life. Well, that also feeds into the whole exploitation of animals aspect of this film. Mm-hmm. Fucking oh, genius. The whole thing is like capitalization of wonder. Mm-hmm. Yes. Spectacle. Spectacle, yeah. All right. It's I a mean, perfect movie. I mean, it, what do you rate yeah, it? Five out of it's, five. It's <laughs> absolutely five. Yeah, it still holds up. It's, it's incredible. If you guys haven't seen it and we sold you, it's still worth seeing. Go see oh, it. See it again. Fuck, this, who cares? Yeah, this will not ruin it. Even if you haven't seen it and just listen to us babble about it and give all this shit away, it's still a very enriching film that has incredible cinematography, sound design, fantastic performances by great, great characters. I mean... I was thinking about this too. Not that it affects the story at all, but the diversity in this film is incredible. I, yeah. off the top of my head can't think of a white character jupe's wife otis and m are both african-american yeah jupe is asian-american uh angel is some kind of latin x american uh i'm not sure about the cinematographer he's white is he yeah well, he's an old grizzled white guy uh, he's just Thought very tan in this but i've seen him in other things he's white well okay. i may have some more but mm-hmm. i've always known him as white Top like, from the crow. Like the, we can't even think of that character's name. Like no, that's he's just a cinematographer. Yeah, and he's again just kind of a third act intro. Here we go, elevate character. Yeah, and the, the diversity is incredible in the movie. He gives one of the creepiest performances of purple people eater I've ever heard. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that voice is like its weird raspiness is almost comforting. Kind of like it's so deep. The I only mean, thing I can equivalent it to is sharpening a knife, like that sound <laughs> of like this sounds like metal against the grain, but it's a good sound. Like that's a good sound. That's a sound of like three packs a day to me. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I agree with that. But that that I don't know. That sounded wise. It's yeah, but it's also that weird, uh, you know, ecstasy of enlightenment voice that's like i'm dying fuck it yeah, whatever exactly. uh great film go see it yeah there's nothing to add to that it's just perfect yeah and then uh next... i'm sure that we'll have some dad in a year from now when we decide, <laughs> oh yeah hey you know i got four new things to talk about <laughs> nope about <laughs> but uh up next is going to be a surprise that i don't feel like spoiling do you want to spoil it i think no, it should just i be... think that'll that'll yeah. be its own thing it, it'll be timely let's put it that way sure <laughs> You've arrived at your destination.